Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And now uh, an apology from the BBC. A BBC News, uh, as it covered uh, initial reports that Israeli forces has entered Gaza's main hospital. We said that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted. This was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. We should have said IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic speakers for this operation. So we apologize for this error, which fell below our usual editorial standards. The correct version of events was broadcast minutes later is that right is that right it's not that you got the story wrong it's that you got every bit of the story wrong i mean every single solitary bit of the story wrong and now here is a correction you're a bit late for that i would say so tony katz tony katz today holy crap I mean, look, I, mistakes happen. You want to offer some grace? I, I'm all about it, kitten. But let's make sure we understand what the story was. Oh, Tony Katz today. That's the show. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Uh, I'll open up the chat room. I'll, I'll do this. I don't know. The chat room is open get in here see that's that's all i had to write get in here and the next thing you know you can go over to uh tonycats.com and then uh boom we're talking we're talking on the show we're talking to each other it's all good stuff the story goes that the israeli defense forces entered shifa hospital so this is in gaza And as you know, the Gaza Health Ministry wants to tell you that 11,000 Palestinians have been killed and this many children, this many women, but it's the Palestinian uh, group here, Hamas, I should say, it's Hamas deciding these things, and you can't trust them. You can't trust the number that Hamas puts out. What kind of madness is this? Well, this hospital is known to lay above part of the tunnels. The tunnels that expend, extend through the entire uh, stretch of the Gaza Strip, where Hamas moves people, weaponry, devices, where they keep hostages, it is a subterranean world where they execute their uh, actions, their terrorist attacks. They utilize women and children and schools and hospitals as shields. We have known this and you and I have discussed this. Well, Israel, which I believe is correct in not stopping, and I, for one, have issue with the quote-unquote pauses. They've been taking four-hour pauses to allow uh, fuel to get in, to allow aid to get in. I'm telling you, as a genocidal power, Israel is super bad at this. I'm just saying, uh, uh, producer Jason, 
that um, uh, that as as a uh, a genocidal desire that I'm told Israel has, they're the worst. Like on a scale of one to five, one being the worst at genocide and five being like super awesome at gen- genocide. They're allowing aid to get into Gaza. Where would you put Israel as a genocidal power? Oh, that'd be a tough one. I'd put it at five. That'd be that. So you're saying they are a genocidal power? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Well, I, I mean, it'd be it a one. On, yeah, it'd be a one. There you go. See, see, it gets confusing. Everybody gets confused. It's it's unbelievable. They're the the the, the so good at the genocide. They're making sure that the people of Gaza can be fed, and the population of Gaza has increased over the last 18 years since Israel withdrew from Gaza. That's that is that is not a good. That's not a good uh, good genocidal power there at all. But I, but I get it. Uh, you hear so many people scream about genocide. You're like, wait a second, are they genocidal? And then you look at the data, and you're like, no, they're not. Israel has moved forward into Gaza, and so they should have. And they went for this hospital in what is described by the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, as a precise and targeted operation against Hamas in a spe- specified area in the Shifa hospital. They, according to the IDF, killed five Hamas gunmen. They say no soldiers were hurt. I don't know if they would tell us if they were. So I want to be clear about that. I don't know if they would relay to the enemy exactly what has happened. Whether or not any soldiers were injured. Israeli soldiers. The IDF forces brought with them medical teams and Arabic-speaking soldiers, quote, who have undergone specified training to prepare for this complex and sensitive environment with the intent that no harm is caused to the civilians being used by Hamas as human shields. They announced that they were bringing incubators, baby food, and medical supplies. Medical teams and Arabic speakers were ensuring that those supplies reached those in need. They say that there was no friction with the medical center patients and staff during the operation. So let's translate this out for Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Andre Carson, three Jew-hating bigots. Israel, the genocidal power, no wait, hold on, we just went over this, Producer Jason, not a genocidal power, right? Not. That is my answer. Right, right. So not a five, but a one on the genocide scale. Now that I understand the scale. Right now, oh, cool, of course, you got to understand the scale. If you don't understand the scale, you can't really do anything. So the non-genocidal power Israel, make sure there's food and make sure there's incubators. They bring doctors with them and soldiers who speak Arabic so they can go about this operation to take part of the hospital, if not the whole of the hospital. Why? Because underneath the hospital is the war room. Underneath the hospital is where you see the cachet of just the 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 their 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 I should say their uh their command center, not cachet, their command center. It is from here from here where it seems then Hamas was, if not the entirety of the operation, some of the operation. 
these barbarians put a hospital above them to protect them. If you haven't figured it out by now, they're bad people. And the people who support them are wrong. The democratic socialists who are communists are wrong. The college students who are damn fools are wrong. The professors who support the college students who are damn fools are wrong. The administrations that stay silent about the professors and the students who they support who are damn fools are wrong. You know who's right? Richie Torres. Who? The Democratic congressman from the Bronx. But we have to keep in mind the causes of the war. Israel did not start the war. The war was imposed upon Israel by the barbaric terrorism of Hamas, which butchered 1,400 Israelis, including babies. You know, my colleague, Representative Omar, you know, has voted against uh, Iron Dome, which is a missile defense system that protects Israeli civilians from relentless rocket fire. Were it not for Iron Dome interceptions, there would be far more dead Israelis, far more by orders of magnitude. And so the policy positions that she has taken would have led to even more dead Israelis and more dead Palestinians. Now, this was said in October by Richie Torres, and he spoke at the rally yesterday in in D.C. 300,000 people. Oh, I'm sorry, 290,000 people. Lord forbid we don't count accurately. Um, They showed up in D.C. I have some friends who were there, sent pictures. Incredible. You know that the Washington Post didn't even put it on the front page. Like it never happened. 300,000 people, they're laughing, can you believe it? They're singing, they are saying we're not going to go quietly into that good night. It must have driven the left mad. Where's the anger? Where's the gnashing of teeth? Where's the destruction of property? Nope. Just a reminder that this voting block, that these people, they're going to have their voices heard. Now, to the, the extent to which leftist Jews who believe in Israel's existence, because that's not all of them, are now going to change the way they vote, I don't know. But allow me to say to them, uh, as, as clear as day, just so we understand each other, Trump over Biden. What? Is it something I said? Oh, God! Trump over Biden. Ah! I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. I'll, for the people in the cheap seats. Trump over Biden. O-M-G. Are you kidding me right now? It's just the facts. I'll, I'll, let me say it differently. I'll, I'll say it differently. Maybe, maybe this will help. DeSantis over Biden. Hello. I'm just saying, sir, things could happen. Don't don't get too angry with me. Uh, one more time, just so we're clear. DeSantis over Biden. Loud noises! You, you want me to say it uh, again? I'll, 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 I'll say it uh, uh, in, in, a, in a number of ways. It's time to grow up. They cheered Biden at, in that crowd. They cheered Biden and said he was standing up strong for Israel. When he stands up against his party, when he stands up against uh, the Senate Democrats who did not vote for the Israel aid package because it took $14.3 billion away from the IRS, $14.3 billion they cannot use to audit you. 
which, so we're clear, is meant to audit you. Yes, they are using some of that money to replace IRS agents who might be retiring. But if you think they're going after millionaires and billionaires, you're out of your skull. They're going after people who've got a side gig and they're making an extra $4,000 a year so they can pay for a vacation or Johnny's band camp or whatever the case may be. That's who they're going after. They want your side hustle. That's why in California they brought about AB5, which put an end to the side hustle by saying if you work over a certain number of hours, which was like 30 hours, you have to be, you have to be a full-time employee. Oh my gosh, you have to be uh, a part of a, of a union. Isn't that what the PRO Act is? Isn't that what they tried to do on the federal level with, with the PRO Act? It's basically trying to force people into a union. Why should you have a side gig? Why should you have some kind of gig where you work as a bartender for, for, for weddings? You know, you do like two weekends and you get out of the house. You make a couple of bucks. You might even get yourself a bridesmaid. What? What? That ever happened? That that happened. That happened. Wait, should I have to be equal opportunity? You might get yourself a groomsman. Oh, that that totally happened. And by the way, that guy, he's still telling the story. Let's take that away from people. That's what the 80-some-odd billion dollars for the IRS is there for. It is certainly not about going after millionaires and billionaires. So $14.3 billion, they took from that whoop, and said, let's give that to Israel. And Senate Democrats said no. If you're uh, on the left and supportive of Israel... You're going to have to look at those things. You're going to have to make hard decisions. Biden will not take on his own party on the subject. Just for the sake of clarity. One of the other people you're going to have to uh, take on is the media. That will not note, we will see if they note on this one, the extent, the length to which Israel goes to protect innocent life, and to keep people alive. They brought doctors and incubators to go after Hamas, who is hiding under a hospital. What does Rashida Tlaib want to tell me? What does Ilhan Omar want to say? You think they have an argument? We need a ceasefire to save lives. When Hamas is gone, we will save lives. When they stop using human beings as shields, babies as shields, women as shields will save lives. Where are you to say so? Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis is a coward. Unwilling to recognize the difference between good and evil because he, in my view, based on his statements and based on his actions, is looking for a result. And that result doesn't work out well for Israelis or Jews or Western civilization. BBC had to make the correction because they didn't say that the IDF was entering and bringing with them um, medical teams and bringing with them Arabic-speaking soldiers. No, the BBC said that's who they attacked. Israel attacked medical teams and attacked Arabic-speaking soldiers. It's one heck of a mistake. I think the grace in that statement is that I'm calling it a mistake.
I don't know about you. You might see it differently. I'm Tony Katz. Memphis, where in a uh, move that would make Goodfellas and the Sopranos proud, a FedEx tractor trailer, as reported by the New York Post, was blocked by several cars in a Memphis, Tennessee intersection. What happened next? People came out of the woodwork, out of their cars, opened up the back of the trailer, and started stealing the packages. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Oh, yeah, they left things on, on, on the ground all over the place. But picture the uh, what we're talking about here, the organized crime that this is. I got to assume there are some federal conversations here. They stopped a truck. And then robbed the truck. If the driver of the truck had gotten out, they would have beaten him to death, right? Is is that what would have happened? They would have just beaten him to death? As I see it, there is something federal here. The question is, how is this not something that could be uh, RICO? This isn't racketeering? Can we, can we get a definition, please? A type of organized crime in which the person sets up a coercive, fraudulent, extraordinary, or otherwise illegal coordinated scheme or operation to repeatedly or consistently collect a profit. All right, maybe that doesn't go under racketeering, but it is organized. And it is, um, I don't know, it's, I don't know if we call that extortionary or, or coercive. Well, no, a co- coercive maybe. Narrowly, no, narrowly, narrowly. There you go, Tony. Learn how to talk. It means coercive or fraudulent business practices. Broadly, it can mean any criminal organization with ongoing profit. Hmm. Is there a conversation here regarding commerce and how these people can be charged? Because I don't ever want them to set foot as a free man or woman again. This is what we're allowing? This is, this is what we're going to think is okay? Four Italians on a street corner in Staten Island decide the price of concrete. Everybody has got to go to jail, including their mother. This is okay? I don't think this is okay. Um, this was coordinated. This was planned. So there was a conspiracy to steal from FedEx. And you know they stole uh, uh, the, the, the Christmas gifts. Oh, yeah, you had saved up a long time to get that now. And now what? Now you're going to have to go through the whole rigmarole with, uh, with FedEx. We're now going to have the FedEx trucks with armed guards. And then when they shoot, they're going to get sued. Why would you shoot? can't shoot at these people. They're just exercising their protest rights. The riot is just the voice of the unheard or whatever it is they're going to they're going to say. 
This is not good for society at all. But there is some good as Donald Trump gets to stay on the ballot. I'll explain. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today. Trump wins in court again. This is about people trying to keep him off the ballot. You're seeing this all over the place. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, spoke to me uh, about this earlier. You can find uh, the video uh, over at TonyKatz.com as we uh, talked about what we're seeing in the efforts to keep Trump off uh, the ballot and specifically in regards to the 14th Amendment. And right here, uh, Bloomberg with the headline, Trump wins Michigan ruling to remain on the primary ballot. Now, all of this has to do with challenges being made across the country regarding the 14th Amendment, specifically Section 3. Uh, Like, I need to read it to you, sir, but I'll read it uh, because some people may not know it. That no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as any member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof, but Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such disability. Now, to me, that says that Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib can't be members of Congress because they've given aid and comfort to Hamas. The Trump hater wants to say that it is because of January 6th that Trump is precluded from being on the ballot. Michigan, the court said no. Other states have said no. What am I making the proper argument that they're trying to make against Trump? And what have these rulings said? Well, the ruling, there was one in Minnesota, which is a little narrower than the one in um, that just came down in Michigan. The one in Minnesota was simply that it's premature, that there's this Article three and the power of the uh, state election official to remove someone from a ballot does not in any way, shape or form relate to a primary ballot. And so the court in uh, Minnesota said, hey, you can come back later for the general election, but none of what you're saying applies to a primary because the primary is essentially just the internal operating rules of a party to nominate somebody. Uh, It's not actually putting a name on the ballot. Uh, uh, Michigan went further and I think is probably correct in going further and which I think also may be why we're never going to get a definitive answer. Michigan said, yes, it's premature. This is just the primary ballot. But judge there went further and said that it's a non-judiciable, judiciable, um, um, hard to pronounce uh, term, meaning it's not something for the judiciary to decide, that it's a political question and that the judiciary should not be deciding political questions. That ruling, if it holds up, when they come back for the general election challenge, uh, really gets rid of the case because it says you're in the wrong place. This is not for the courts to decide. This is a political issue. 
Uh, now, how that plays out in real life, you know, we tend to think that there's always an answer to things under the Constitution that a judge should decide. And I think what that judge says is that, no, this is a political question. Maybe it's for Congress to deal with. Maybe it's for the voters to deal with. If you think somebody committed an insurrection, don't vote for them. Uh, judge didn't say that, but I mean, that's how you would resolve it politically. Uh, and so we don't have a definitive answer in Michigan because the judge there did say it's premature. We can certainly expect Democrats to be back once the, you know, Trump is nominated because this would have to occur very late in the process. This would have to occur after he is the official nominee of the Republican Party. So that would be right. after the convention and a request is made to have his name be on the general election ballot. So this is something that we're probably going to be dealing with in June or July, probably July. What I think is interesting is that they're asking the judge to say what Congress did not say regarding removal. Um, there, there was there was no uh, moving forward on impeachment after the second impeachment. There was no removal uh, fr from office. The charge of insurrection is made by a political party, but has not been ever adjudicated anywhere. Uh, is there a judge out there who desperately wants to get on the record and say, oh, yes, I've decided because this group of people feel a certain way. This is now a ruling. Well, I'm sure if they bring enough of these cases, they're going to find a judge. OK. And so the question is, how is the federal judiciary and, and the U.S. Supreme Court ultimately going to rule? And they haven't had luck finding a judge yet. I mean, this is obviously a monumental decision to keep somebody off a ballot, it, you know, for for reasons not having to do with other qualifications, you know, your age your citizenship things like that. Did you file the right number of signatures? And those are things that are not controversial to keep somebody off a ballot. But, uh, you know, I, so I, I think they're going to have trouble finding somebody. I'm not saying they won't find somebody who's going to want to make this decision. And, and you're right. Congress, during the impeachment, could have convicted Trump and he wouldn't have been able to run for office again. Congress chose not to. Uh, so that's what I mean when that was an opportunity. So I think that this is going to linger. Courts are going to keep saying primary ballot is not something we have to deal with now. Come back to us after he's the nominee. So we're going to see these fights play out in July and August, and then the stakes will even be higher. Presuming he is the nominee, you're going to be asking a judge to rule that the Republican Party has no nominee for their ballot. Which is, Which is worse than now. Yeah, no. the primary, they can nominate somebody else. But that, but I mean, so much of this, uh, whether I'm a Trump guy or not a Trump guy, I, I've said this before. Uh, if Trump's the nominee, I'll vote for him. But I think I have a couple directions I want to go in before uh, that, that's, that's the case. Um, but this is so much a conversation as we're watching, as we've, you and I have discussed the indictments. There is an election interference conversation to be had here. Um, has anybody discussed within the judicial world that what we're seeing from Fannie Willis in Atlanta, what we're seeing from Letitia James in New York, what we've seen from Jack Smith, the special counsel, this is this is not the way justice was intended uh, to uh, to portray itself. Well, this is a point I've made. I know you've made a lot of people have made that this should have all been done a year ago. This, you know, whatever they're accusing Trump of being and doing, 
They could have brought these cases almost two years ago. We would have the answer to whether he's going to be a convicted felon, not in the middle of a primary race. And in some cases, this may be after he's the nominee. So this is, to me, absolute election interference. When you're talking about a major political candidate for a major party, someone who, whether you believe the polling now or not, based on the polling, he is significantly in the lead, uh, is the most likely nominee. And you wait until the middle of that cycle to bring these cases. To me, that is election interference. It may not be illegal election interference, but it is election interference. I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree. My full conversation with William Jacobson. Uh, I'll get to that a, a, a little bit later. The desire to let us make a decision. That's uh, that's part of the plan. Why should we get to make a decision? Why not, for our own good, keep us from being able to do so? I mean, that's a part of this. And one that constantly has to be brought up. But today, probably the biggest story is out of San Francisco, where Governor Gavin Newsom and the mayor, London Breed, have decided that um, they are going to make it part of China. And if you want to look at whether or not the uh, the communists have done well in their multi-year war on America, all you have to do is look at California right now. We'll get to that story coming up. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Everybody get up. So President Xi Jinping, the dictator of China, comes to the United States uh, to meet with President Biden, part of this conference, the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum, and to say welcome to President Xi, they turned San Francisco into Beijing. Admittedly, they didn't have to do much, but they did put up some flags and some banners, and it's insane. Tony Katz. Tony Katz. Today, that's the name of the show, people. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. It's nutty. It's surreal. What they have done. You think that um, anything is going to really change? You trust anything G has to say? Do you think G is worried about Joe Biden? They proudly proudly did this in San Francisco with the help from the White House. Students lining the streets waving Chinese flags in the United States. Are we insane? Well, Tony, we don't have anything to worry about regarding China. Oh, I didn't say I was worried about China. China is absolutely trying to assert its dominance. China deals with an economic problem that is growing by the hour. China spent so much money on infrastructure, learning nothing from Japan, that their stagnation is real. And China is about to suffer over the next 100 years from a population implosion 
that is going to take them from 1.4 billion people to 800 million people. No, I'm sorry, 600 million people. They're going to lose 800 million in population, and they will still be larger than the United States. China has a tremendous number of issues. Our issue is we have too many people in the United States who want to be like China. They've learned absolutely nothing about the horrors of communism, and they are just trying to figure out how they can do it better. That's the craziest part of all. Did I say hello, Tony Katz? Tony Katz today? I forget all the time. The craziest part of all is that you still have people out there who are convinced. You see, the problem is those other people, they just didn't do it right. We know how to do communism. We know how to do it. No, no, you don't. There is no way to do it. It always sucks. Oh, yeah, what about capitalism? Capitalism is freaking awesome. Capitalism has created everything that you see. Capitalism is how you set up your meetings to have uh, these group chats with other socialist freaks. Capitalism is what allows for the selling of these Chinese flags. All right, maybe capitalism isn't that great. No, wait, it is. It totally is. There are just some losers out there. But they're effective losers. I mean, they don't have an ideology worth a damn. They cannot argue. I had somebody explain to me that communism is great because in Burkina Faso, I kid you not, they have, uh, uh, have literacy rates nearing 100%. This is always the argument about uh, Cuba. Literacy rate of 100%. What is the value of a literacy rate if you're told what you can and cannot read? Well, isn't that what they do in school libraries in the United States? (laughs) You enjoy that one. You enjoy that one as if it's an argument. We're the same country where I think it's pink, the singer. Oh, at my shows, we're going to have all the banned books in America. The books are banned, but you're going to have the books at your show, Pink. That's right. We're going to have all the books at my show. The the banned books. That's right. We're going to have all the banned books at my show. The books that have been banned, you've got. Yes, I do. And they're going to be at your show. Yes, they are. And they're banned. Yup. Okay, then. A school deciding that an eight-year-old shouldn't have uh, uh, a a book depicting same-sex pornography is different than a book ban. But don't ask the people who want to live under a hellscape rule to understand this. Say the it it, it it is it is madness, it is pseudo intellectualism. Uh, so is of course uh, the people who are opposed to capitalism, and so they see Xi Jinping coming to town and they say yippee. And to see to witness this in California's ugliest sin. 
Where are the signs that read, free the Uyghur Muslims? Where are the signs that say, allow free speech? Where are the signs that say, you do look like Winnie the Pooh, so the blank one? Where are those signs? Where are those people? Rather than that, rather than an honest look, oh, we can't embarrass Xi Jinping, or uh, as uh, Governor of California Gavin Newsom refers to him, boss. We have to show how wonderfully global we are. I don't want to be that global. Communism is evil. Communism has never inspired anything except for a prayer for a quick and painless death. There has been no great advance in society because of communism. And I've got over 100 million reasons why communism sucks. I just don't have the ability to name all of those people who have been killed under communism right now. It's only a three-hour show, five days a week. I need a little more time. You stand up to these people. Free the Uyghur Muslims. That should have been the banner. Those should have been the flags. And the sweatshops. Those should have been the flags. Free Hong Kong. That could have been a damn good flag. It's embarrassing. And you're right to say that America is broken in this way. We're going to have to do a lot to fix it. Sadly, Nikki Haley doesn't have it. Holy cow. That story's coming up. This is Tony Katz today.